0: It's an amazing feeling when our horses are truly with us. In this episode, I'll talk about what that means and some things that we can do to experience that feeling more often, or at least how to minimize our horses not wanting to be with us. So here I go, episode 53 Be with me i'm karen rolf and welcome to horse training in harmony this podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love it's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy when we show up as our best selves for our horses our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. In my online courses, uh, I often do live calls. So I have my Habits for Excellent Horsemanship course, and I personally do the live calls four times a year for that one. And then I have the course called Finding the Sweet Spot of Healthy Biomechanics, And those calls happen every week and they're with me and uh, my licensed uh, Dressage Naturally instructors. And then the course that comes after that is called the Upward Spiral of Successful Gymnastics. And I do the calls uh, for that. They're live Q&A calls um, twice a month. So recently on one of the calls for the Upward Spiral course, a student asked me, a question about her horses being with her, and she had been thinking about it. And she had three different horses, and she was looking at this concept and realizing that there's sort of different ways that her horses could be with her. So I love I love the chance to do do those live calls because we get these really cool conversations going. You know, sometimes just um, showing up every week or every two weeks to think of a question, you know, it makes, it makes you think on a different level. So it's just super fun. And as I was answering her question, and we were talking about this, I thought, well, this will make a really good podcast episode. (laughs) So here we are. (laughs) So she was noticing that her horses of the three horses, they each gave her a feeling of them being really with her but in different ways. So for example, one of her horses was with her seat when she rode, like very there for every transition and things like that. Like the real feeling of seat control where maybe another horse felt really with her in his um, emotional state, sort of the general calmness and that feeling of like, yeah, this, this horse is my partner even if some other things didn't work so well. And another horse was really giving her the feeling of being with her when at liberty, but not necessarily with the other factors. So I love that she was kind of dividing this feeling of with me up into these different kind of categories. So she basically was like, talk to me about this, (laughs) you know, what's going on and how do I develop this feeling? So I think one of the first things we should start with is is trying to uh, really def- eh, define seems too rigid a term. But like, what does that really mean when our horse is with us? So kind of on a big, big inclusive level, I think about uh, if you guys have seen the movie Avatar, there's the scene, you know, where they ride the flying flying dragon things. <laughs> I probably should have reviewed that movie and figured out what these are called. But they're, there's amazing flying creatures and they get on and they connect like through this cord. They literally plug into this creature and then they are they are as one. And there's some really cool scenes where the first time this one character tries to do this they plug in but you know things don't always go according to plan. So even there it's something to be developed. But yeah, it's that feeling of you plug in and then you are one. It's it So that's a pretty epic description of something being with you. But it also could be something that you experience just in a simple, beautiful moment with your horse going down a trail or even just being with them, it's, it's when you, for me, it's when I hit those moments that feel expansive and in those expansive moments, I drop in. So maybe that's me just standing with my horse in a field, but that feeling is there. It's like time and space disappear and you're just there and you really feel it like, wow, like we're in this moment you know, or you're walking with your horse down the trail and you just realize that you kind of seem to disappear. And it's not you riding your horse, trying to negotiate the trail. I think we've all experienced that, you know, I want you to go faster or slower, keep turning, or why are you going over there? But just that feeling that you kind of disappear into the environment and the lines blur between those interfaces between you and your horse. And stuff is just working. For me, it's that feeling it could go on forever. Whatever the horse is doing, I feel like it could go on forever. But at the same time, there's that feeling of responsiveness and changeability. Often when your horse feels really with you, you'll, you'll describe it as it's like my horse is reading my mind, right? So it, I think, I hope, I hope you've experienced moments like this. And I guess the idea is how do we, how do we create them more consciously? So in a way it's related to what I would describe in dressage naturally lingo as the sweet spot. So I'm wanting for nothing. This moment is perfect just as it is. And, you know, to use more like a technical term for the sweet spot, it would be, I would be an active neutral where everything about me is embodying, confirming, and allowing whatever it is that's happening in a hundred percent alignment. And there's no other thoughts of like, well, yeah, but I wish there was more bent. <laughs> if only they were going a little slower. Like those moments take us, those thoughts take us out of this being with us moment. So you're in the moment, the horse is in the moment, and you're both in the same moment. So that's all nice, Karen. Great. <laughs> how do we get there? Right, but I always when I teach try to think of before we try to figure out how to get somewhere, let's let's really drop into what it is we're trying to, you know, to achieve. Where are we trying to go? <laughs> you know, let's think about it. Let's find some adjectives for that. So maybe this would be a good time for you listening to think about what are the ways you describe the feeling of your horse being with you. And I'm I'll, maybe I'll just try to be quiet for a moment and see if you can picture a moment where you really did feel totally with your horse. And remember, it doesn't have to be epic. It might be epic. You might be like jumping a four-foot course, bareback and brideless. Or you might be standing at the gate of your pasture and your horse turns around and sees you and takes some steps forward where you just feel it. So kind of drop into that. And let's remember what that feels like. And once you feel it, you know, think about what are the qualities of it. So this is where, you know, in, in my world, I'd say list your adjectives. So what are the qualities of it? And, you know, I've described lots of qualities of it, but for me, there's a, if I had to pick one word, if I had to pick one, and this is not necessarily the right word. You might be thinking of a word right now, and it might not be the word I'm going to say. So just, that's okay. This I'll just share from my experience. It's, there's something about balance. And when I say balance, it's not like the balance of a picnic table. Plunk. (laughs) there it is. It doesn't move. It's the balance of a ballerina on point, tightrope walking. (laughs) That's the kind of balance. It's sort of amazing. And at the same time, we know it's the possibility is it's fleeting, which is, I think, part of what makes it so amazing, because there's nothing very amazing about a picnic table. (laughs) Clunk. (laughs) So once I know it's about balance for me, then I think, all right, how are we going to start to figure out how to achieve it? And another common way that in Dressage Naturally Land, I help students figure out how to achieve something is I have them look at the opposite. So we can think about, um, what would it be like to not, be in balance. So sometimes it's easier to come up with, oh, well, I can tell you what out of balance feels like. <laughs> and when I think about being out of balance, then my, my brain pretty easily goes to three different buckets, <laughs> for lack of a better term there's the mental bucket, the emotional bucket, and the physical bucket. So if I'm out of balance, going to be out of balance in one of those areas. So if my horse and I are not together and I want to try to figure out why and how to get us ourselves back together, those are the three places that my brain will look first. All right. So I can't tell you the answer. I can't tell you where the treasure is, but I can, I can give you clues as to where to dig. (laughs) So dig in one of those three buckets. So let's look at those the mental bucket would be, um, things about understanding. And it's kind of interesting because think of, um, if you're, if someone is explaining something to you and they want to check in, you know, are you getting this? You might say something like, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm following you. Or if someone's explaining something, they might ask, are you, are you following me on this? Right? So isn't that cool? Because in horses, if we think of, if we're at liberty and our horse is following us, if we're riding and our horse is following us, that's with us, right? That's kind of connected to this idea of with us. So in order to be together, there needs to be enough understanding, right? Clearly confusion will take you out of that moment of feeling together. So Mental. Now the other bucket is the emotional bucket and that's the, you know, is everybody okay with this? (laughs) You might understand what needs to be done, but you're really not up for getting it done. I understand the concept of cliff diving. You stand up there with the parachute on and all you have to do is kind of step off the cliff. I understand that concept. I might not be ready to do it. (laughs) So emotionally, not okay with it. So you want to definitely check in there because again, think of those moments that you're really with your horse. You're probably feeling pretty safe, right? There's this, and even if you're a little bit nervous in the environment, your horse might be a little nervous. You might be a little nervous, but together you can do it. I remember when I was eventing Uh, There was a point where uh, my thoroughbred, Brave Tom, was competing at um, Pre-St. George, so he just moved into the FEI levels in dressage, and I was still eventing him. And uh, so we were doing like preliminary, (laughs) and I'm kind of a big chicken when when the jumps start getting up like that. Uh, I know that's just still kind of baby level, but it it got to the point, I remember the last cross-country course I did with him, I came up to every jump going, okay, I'm not really comfortable with this, but if you want to jump it, I'll totally go with you. (laughs) So emotionally, I was not okay, but my horse was. And so I became okay because I was really with him and he was really with me. Anyway, (laughs) you got to have at least one of you (laughs) getting okay emotionally. All right, so the other bucket is the physical bucket. Right? Are they? Um, is there a alignment? I love that word, alignment. Um, there's harmonious movement within your body or the horse's body, and really together, right? That there's harmonious movement. Because you think of if you're not with your horse and you're thinking about the physical bucket, that's usually something like your aids. You know, your balance is is off, and so you're holding on, and so the aids conflict, and then. That becomes confusing, and then your horse can become emotional. <laughs> um, you know, or you're crooked, or your horse is crooked, or the horse is trotting bigger than you can sit. It's something about alignment, it's something about harmonious movement. And when you're really together and your horse is really with you physically, there's there's this sensation of you could both stay or change equally in any given moment. So when a horse is really in collection and you're really with your horse in collection, it feels like every single stride you could either stop, go more, or just stay the same. And that's how things like one tempis or counter changes of hand every six strides, you know, can start to happen because you've got that kind of specificity that you can put a can or pirouette on that spot so this is all possible and it's part of the it's one of the three buckets you want to look at so when you're experiencing one of those magical I'm together with my horse and my horse is together with me moments that might be a good way to start you know awareness is the first step right so sometimes if it happens by accident you're going along doing whatever you're doing and you sort of feel that, that moment, like, whoa, I feel really together with my horse. Now you, I want to say notice and just kind of bring your awareness to those three buckets, scan, and just kind of notice the sensation of being mentally together and understanding a shared understanding and the emotional quality that you're feeling of like, I'm okay here. And notice the physicality of it. And I'm sort of hesitating as I'm saying that because the next thing I want to tell you is don't analyze it too much because that will take you out of that beautiful shared moment. So well, Karen, you just told me to notice it and be aware of it. And then you told me not to analyze it. Well, guess what? There's a difference between noticing soft Soft noticing almost like somebody else is noticing, not you. Analyzing is your thinking calculator brain. So we want to help turn the thinking calculator brain off and think about who's the one noticing what your brain is trying to analyze, so that's the difference, right? So, you, if you start analyzing, you'll take yourself out of the moment. But think about if you catch yourself analyzing, ask yourself, "Well, who who just caught myself analyzing?" That's the person that you want to be doing noticing. Did am I am I sounding crazy? <laughs> right? There's your brain that thinks, and then there's you notice so soft just kind of scan and say you might even say I'll analyze this later I just want to like open up my lens and soak it all in so I can really experience this whole moment because then you might later when you're at home have a cup of coffee and then you can think about it so if your horse is not giving you the feeling of being with you or you're not with your horse. The first step that you want to do is to decide which bucket is it. And again, this is the sort of thinking you do later with your cup of coffee or your favorite beverage. (laughs) Go, okay, gosh, I really didn't feel with my horse today. Was it a mental issue Was it an emotional issue? Was it a physical issue? Now those are all connected. And they, and if you wait too long, they fold on top of each other. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, a horse could be um, confused. And because of that, there's some brace and then crookedness. And because of that, they become emotional or they could be crooked. And because of that, it feels really scary. So they become emotional and now they can't think and do anything that you ask, and it seems like they don't understand anything. So sometimes you can, you just have to address whatever the biggest missing piece is. So for example, to exaggerate, if you're riding and you don't feel physically with your horse, and you feel like you're falling off all the time, then the biggest problem would be to not fall off. Right? Do what you can, to not fall off now you're on the horse and now we can work so sometimes you want to address the biggest missing piece what's the biggest most obvious piece and make a little bit of progress there because now you'll be in a state where then you can you can do what you really ultimately want to do is find out which is the first missing piece and the only way to find the first missing piece is to make sure you start this process from a place of, we are together. So if you're out in the middle of it, and everything's kind of falling apart, address the biggest missing piece. What's their biggest confusion? What's their biggest fear? And what's the biggest source of the lack of balance? And remember, this has to do with you too because you might find, well, my horse is not with me because I'm afraid or frustrated or confused or crooked or whatever it is. So this always applies to both of you. So address the biggest missing piece. However, tomorrow, the next time when you go out with your horse, if you really want to think about this, the best thing to do is to start from a place where you are the most together. Make sure you can create that in the easiest circumstance possible. What do you need to do to feel like you're really together with your horse? And then start heading out (laughs) to whatever it is you actually want to end up doing. And if you do it that way, then you can start noticing the first missing piece. And hopefully then you see a piece come out of balance or not with anymore and you address it and you do something and then you're back together and you address it you do something you're back together and then you notice another little piece and you address it and you get back together and that's just normal riding and normal training so totally okay but if if there's um a chronic problem you know, it's like, man, I just started thinking about this after listening to this podcast. And you know what? I realized that I thought it was an emotional thing, but it's actually a physical thing. Like my horse really isn't with my seat. I got no transitions from my seat. Celebrate. That's a huge realization. You go, wow, I realize it's in the physical bucket. And then you get really specific. If you're at what's the piece. And then you can start to create exercises that will, you know, an exercise or a plan that's designed to put that piece back in. You know, so for example, if it's a mental piece, all right, we're in the mental bucket. What do they need to understand? No, but like really what? Exactly what? What is the one piece that's the first piece that causes all the other pieces to fall apart? And is there a piece that they need to understand more? If you decide it's in, a, it's in the emotional bucket, well, what exactly are they not okay with, right? Emotions are usually some form of, I'm not okay with this. I mean, there are positive emotions, but they usually don't cause too many problems. You know, unless your horse is super exuberant, and then you're not okay with that. <laughs> because when your horse is super exuberant, you get scared. So that would be the piece wow, I'm not together with my horse because my horse is super athletic, but when he gets super athletic and charged up and happy, I get a little scared. Good to know. So what are they not okay with or what are you not okay with? And if you decide it's in the physical bucket, then where is your horse or you, and probably a combination of both, Where where is their lack of alignment? Where is there um, a lack of harmony? And a lot of times I'll say, where's the rock in the river? Because as I watch horses move or horses and riders move, I see my visualization is there's a streaming of energy from the back through the horse out the front and anywhere that there's a, a misalignment or a brace or tension or crookedness. It's like a rock in the river. So you've seen, you know, a gentle flowing stream versus a stream with lots of rocks. And there's that turbulence, right? And anybody who's done white rider rafting knows that where those rocks, you could get like sucked sucked under and like churn around in there before, before it spits you out. So the energy gets stuck. So that's kind of how I see and feel it when I observe a horse moving. So where's the rock in the river? And, again, really specific. Is it the shoulder the haunches? Is it your rib cage? Is it your weight? Is it the stirrups? You know, there's a lot of ground to cover, but it's worth it. And as you're doing this from, you know, just keep in mind, it, it's okay. If it's you, it's okay. It's your horse. This is not a place to get caught up in ego or pride. And you just got to take a really good, honest look at what is happening. Because your horse being with you is not about dominus, dominus. What kind of word is that? Dominance. It is not about dominance or submissiveness through force. It's not about your horse just being obedient. There's an element of obedience, but I I consider obedience part of understanding. (laughs) Oh, I know what to do right? It's not because they're forced. That to me is not part of my list of adjectives when I think of what it feels like when my horse and I are really together. And so when you take that look and you figure out what bucket it's in, and then you figure out what the piece is, isolate it and go really deep, pick it apart, Is it transitions? Is it a certain transition? Do you need to like get yourself in front of the mirror and just look at that first step from halt to walk? You know, what is it? So you're going to isolate it and go deep. And this is not, you know, it kind of sounds a little woo. It's a very, this is a very practical podcast, (laughs) right? Even though I'm talking about, you know, hooking in and sharing the same mindset and energy It's just simply good training, right? This is what we do. We have an idea. When are we together? When are we starting to not be together? What piece is it? And then what's an exercise I need to do to bring it back to together? So it's just, it is, it's very practical. And make sure that you stay aware of your horse's thresholds. This is all much better to do if you stay within the threshold or like one foot over, one foot over the line, sweet darling. (laughs) Right? don't jump in, you know, if you're afraid to swim, don't high dive off, you know, and get in the deep end and be struggling before you realize you're there. Like I like to, once I realize I'm in the deep end (laughs) and it's not working, I like to go back to the shallow end and practice going one step at a time. You want to be aware of when you're in balance, when you're together and when you start hitting the edges and just notice that I'm hitting an edge. And that's really the practice of riding. And the practice of training is noticing dropping in notice when you're together, be an active neutral where you embody and confirm and allow the moment that's happening mentally, emotionally, and physically, a lot of times people think that active neutral is just physical. It's not. It's part of that embodying, confirming, and allowing. Part, a big part of that is and not wanting for anything else. And sometimes it's that not wanting for anything else that creates the relaxation that lets you drop in deeper and your horse wants to come in with you. So it's this really interesting blend, I think, to have your horse with you. It's not just physical, it's not just energetic. There's some very, you know, dry lessons in here, dry lessons of teaching and rewarding and conditioning and strengthening and suppling those all fit into this idea. But man, it's worth it. If if you're thinking of the goal is, wow, my horse is really with me, that's going to change how you train compared to just, I need to get my horse to do a shoulder in because that's in the test. (laughs) And this is why I think the Liberty work is so fun and riding without reins is so fun because it really tests this. It really tests how much your horse is actually with you. And that's why I like to do that kind of cross training, if you want to call it that. I want to check, can I at least do the basics, brideless? Can I at least have the basics of liberty? And for me, that's how I use liberty. I kind of use liberty to, to measure, take a little litmus test of how with me my horses are. And I always feel like if I can make progress in some Liberty and some freestyle or riding without reins, if I can make even a couple drops of product proce- <laughs> a couple drops of progress there, it helps everything. And you don't have to do big fancy stuff. I don't do a lot of big fancy stuff at Liberty, but I just want to f- kind of feel that they I cu- I could do some simple things. And monitoring and maintaining those simple things is enough. (laughs) There's plenty to work on just by doing some basic stuff. So those are my musings on being with your horse. I hope you found uh, that helpful and found something uh, practical you can take away from that. And as always, I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you think. Uh, Come on over to the Dressage Naturally on Facebook group and um, let me know. Tag me in the post let me know how it goes. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.